All right, guys, Abel here back with another video. And in this one, I'm going to be addressing my recent high volume experiment. So if you've been following my work for a while, then in recent times, you may have noticed that I hinted here and there on the fact that I've been experimenting with upping my training volume and just my overall approach to training and nutrition a little bit. I've been pushing things a little bit harder because I found that I'm able to tolerate things a little bit more when I started eating in a caloric surplus. Also, I prioritize my sleep a little bit more and I was just experimenting with how much stuff I can get away with in general. And understandably so, some people were inquiring what this actually entailed in practice, how my training looks like at the moment, how I modified my training split compared to how it used to look like. And this video was long overdue that I actually address this in more detail because I've spoken about my lower volume preference and just the concept that you shouldn't necessarily up things crazy high in terms of volume and frequency in the gym just for the sake of it. And you should let your progress dictate how much you're upping the ante in the gym. But I was kind of putting this off and procrastinating over addressing this because I knew that I would have to give so much context. I don't want any of my messages to be just taken out of context completely and be misheard. So I knew that it would have to be a pretty thorough video if I wanted to address this. So what I decided to do is to do a two-parter. And in the first video, I'm going to lay more of the groundwork and give the proper context to everything you'll be hearing about my specific training regimen. And then we are going to get into the details of what I'm doing personally. So the first thing I'd like to get out of the way is addressing my low volume approach from the past. Just very briefly, because I did some pretty elaborate videos on this. There is one which I'm going to be linking down below and also going to put up here on the screen somewhere that you can find it easily. The title of the video was something like, I cut my training volume in half and I made better gains. I also wrote a pretty detailed article on this on sustainableselfdevelopment.com. So I'm going to be linking that in the show notes as well. I provided some details in that article that I haven't done in that video. So that could be interesting for you to see as well. And very briefly, basically what happened is when I was a very early intermediate slash newbie lifter, I came across the concepts of training volume and also training frequency. So I started training with a moderately high amount of volume, 16 to 20 sets or so per muscle group per week. And long story short, what happened is that my progress was very stagnant or in some cases completely non-existent. It was beating me up a lot in terms of aches and pains, connective tissue problems. My recovery was also impaired. I was just feeling beat down. I was also just sick of being in the gym all the time and having this two and a half hour gap in the middle of my day, including the training session itself, the commuting time, the warm up, the little rituals surrounding the training, like my post-workout meal and pre-workout meal. And so just like anything that stops working and you're just spinning your wheels, it kind of just made me fed up. So I decided to try something else. I started experimenting with lower volume protocols. I also started being coached by Berge Fagerli at the time, who put me on some very moderate lower volume protocols. And long story short, seven or eight months later, I looked up and I realized that I just put on a lot of muscle mass, like five kilos or 11 pounds, which is just an astonishing amount of gains for anybody who has been in the gym for one or two years already. So that obviously made me very optimistic about lower volume protocols. And it also made me quite skeptical about the superpowers of doing a lot of volume in the gym. Also, besides this, I saw a lot of guys who were like me at the time and just reminded me of my past self who was spinning his wheels on higher volume protocols. So, you know, just skinny guys who've been only training for one or two years, 
didn't really have a lot of results to show for and have been just hammering themselves with tons and tons of volume. So over time, I just became very cynical when it came to high volume protocols and that birthed some of the videos that I've done on this topic as well. Now, a couple of places where I updated my stances on the matter or I may disagree with my past self are a couple of key concepts. One being that injury management and modulating training volume are not the same thing, or at least they don't necessarily go hand in hand. Meaning that if you increase your training volume and you find that you get increased joint stress and you struggle with more aches and pains, it doesn't necessarily mean that the increase in training volume was the sole reason or even the main reason behind your increased aches and pains. And it also doesn't mean that you could not have increased your training volume while not running into joint issues. So to give you an example, let's say you're training your triceps and you're currently doing three heavy sets of skull crushers. And you're feeling like, man, these skull crushers are pretty tough on my elbow. I can, I can tolerate it and I don't run into an actual injury but I'm pushing the limits here. I, I can feel that it's an injury in the making, but I'm only doing three sets a week, so I'm just able to recover by the time the next week rolls around, so it's all good. Now, let's say that one day you decide that you're going to up the ante a little bit, and instead of these three heavy sets of skull crushers, you are going to do six heavy sets of skull crushers. And now, all of a sudden, you feel like, man, like my elbows are hurting like crazy, and all of a sudden, you run into an elbow injury, which then requires a couple of weeks of taking it easy, and then you conclude that, well, increasing my training volume for the triceps was a bad idea, I ran into an injury. Well, the question is, was it the increase in training volume that ran you into problems? Or was it the fact that you had an exercise selection and a training intensity with the exercise selection for that muscle group, which was just unsustainable for you? And it was an injury in the making. And now that you upped the training dosage, now that bit you in the ass a little bit faster. Maybe another approach you could have taken is instead of doing another three sets of skull crushers with the heavy weights, you could have added in some occluded high rep tricep pushdowns. Maybe that could have been perfectly fine for you and you wouldn't have felt a thing in your elbows and you could have increased the training volume for your triceps. By the way, just a side note, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsors, which is Red Bull. Just kidding, I wish. So having an unsustainable exercise selection and a training intensity, which over time is slowly eating away your connective tissue and is leading to an injury, and then running into issues when you're upping your training dosage with that kind of a setup, is not the same thing as your muscles are not being able to recover from more training volume. It's almost like if you have a food sensitivity or something that you eat and it just causes a lot of stomach upset and you're just having these weird allergic reactions to them, but if you're only eating one meal a day and you're only eating a thousand calories, then you find day after day that, well, they're kind of upsetting my stomach, but if I'm only eating this little amount of food and only once per day, then my stomach is just able to recover from all that distress by the next day when I'm eating my meal again. And then if you're all of a sudden start eating three meals a day and you start eating 2000 calories instead of a thousand, then all of a sudden your stomach gets crazy upset and you're having all kinds of weird digestive symptoms and then you conclude, well, you see, eating three meals a day is just not workable for me. I need to eat only once per day. Well, again, was it the meal frequency which was the issue or was it the fact that you've been trying to make a food work for your digestive system, which just clearly doesn't sit well with you? Now, when it comes to a stagnation in progression, which was a big issue for me earlier on when I was experimenting with higher volume protocols, 
it's really important to be super systematic with how you are increasing your training volume and how you're monitoring your progress in the meanwhile. So for example, if you have a set protocol and on Tuesdays you're doing three sets of bench and now you're adding in another set and now you're doing four sets of bench on Tuesdays you will be able to really accurately monitor how that additional set is impacting your recovery. If everything is going on as it did before, then that extra set was not an issue and you're still able to progress as planned. If all of a sudden you start running into plateau problems, your strength is just stagnating all of a sudden, and you feel like you're just not able to make progress as you did before, then it could be an indication that up until that point, you just nailed that sweet spot where your recovery and your training stress is just at the perfect balance. And now with that additional training volume, you sort of pushed yourself over the edge. On the other hand, instead of increasing your training volume systematically like that, you just start adding in a few extra exercises like dips and some chest flies, which you didn't do before. Then now all of a sudden you sort of overhauled that element of your training, which was your chest training. And now if your bench press starts stagnating, then you have a difficult time actually assessing what caused that stagnation. Was it the increase in training volume or was it the fact that now you just overhauled everything and now your body needs to adapt to this new setup for a couple of weeks and only then can you tell if progress is now worse than it was before. And what I tend to see is that modifying your training volume a lot and running all kinds of training experiments on that front also tends to correlate with just being kind of unorganized, not very systematic and methodical with how you are monitoring your progress. So it's also just important to distinguish between being unorganized and program hopping all the time and modifying your training volume. Another thing which I always knew in theory that is important, and I was always cognizant of this when I was helping others, but as you know, when you're coaching yourself, you just tend to think that some magical principles apply for you, is the role of nutrition and sleep. So if you're chronically undersleeping by three hours and you're not eating enough calories to support your training, that is slowly going to eat away your recovery and that is definitely going to impact your training. And the more volume you're doing and the more you're pushing your limits, the more these little chronic deficiencies are going to show up and bite you in the ass. So no wonder that now that I'm eating considerably more than I have been eating on a chronic level the past year, for example, and I've been also prioritizing my sleep a lot more than I did before, I'm able to tolerate just a lot more training stress and little fluctuations in training volume or increases in training volume rather are just not impacting my well-being and my recovery nearly as much as they did before. Another thing is, which is a little bit of a harder line to toe, is just your motivation and how much mental effort and overall resources can you dedicate to your training. And this is something that we like to think of as just a personality trait, something that you either have or you don't have. You either love training or you don't. And that is true to some extent, but at the same time, we have to realize that we are all going through different phases in life when we just have more to dedicate to certain aspects of our lives, however important that might be on a in a general sense for us. So a year ago, for instance, I just moved to a new country. I was going through a lot of soul searching and just trying to find my future path and destiny when it came to relationships and career. And in that specific context, being in the gym every day for an hour and a half and murdering myself with a whole bunch of sets was just not congruent with the life context that I had at the time and the priorities that I had and the things towards which I was partitioning my cognitive resources each and every day. 
Now, a year later, I'm in a much better spot on a lot of fronts. I'm in a stable and harmonious relationship. Well, I hope I'm not the only one who's thinking that. A lot of the things that were causing me a lot of confusion and anxiety a year ago are no longer there. And I'm just in a much happier spot in the sense that I can just dedicate a lot more attention and focus to optimizing my training. And if you just think of someone like Arnold, if you look at some footages of him talking about his training and his approach and how he is inside the muscle and feeling the muscles contracting and he's shocking the muscle, a person like that, we can smile at that and there are certain elements of that which are of course funny. But at the same time, someone like him is probably going to get a lot more out of a high volume training approach than someone who is just going to go through the motions, is sort of sick of the whole thing and is just waiting to finally get out of that gym. And when you're in a headspace where you just can't dedicate enough attention and focus, which is necessary if you want to make a really strenuous, intense and high volume training program work, then probably you are much better off just stripping things down to the bare bones and when you know that, okay, I have nine heavy sets to knock out of the park this week, and I have these three sets on Monday, and then three sets on Wednesday, and then three sets on Friday, I'm either going to make these work, or I'm not going to get a good training adaptation this week, then you're much more likely to actually put in the effort that is necessary to make any training program work. Now, that brings me to the point where I would agree with my past self, and that is, when everything is just a mess, if you have not been progressing lately with your training, if you've been program hopping quite a lot, if things are aching a little bit, you're frustrated with things, you don't even know which direction to go to, you're reading all kinds of weird conflicting information on the internet. In that specific context, I think one of the best things you can do is take a week off, push a hard reset on your mind, and then go back to the gym and start out with something very simple, very minimalistic, something that is very easy to monitor, and then add things from there and modify things from there depending on how your progress is going. So if you're making good progress and your recovery is spot on and you feel like maybe you could progress even faster, then add in a couple of more sets here and there and see how you're doing then. Or if you're not progressing as planned and you're running into plateau issues really fast, then maybe you can try increasing volume from there because maybe you've just been under-stimulated and under-trained a little bit. Or maybe you can try out some periodization models like DUP, which can help in certain instances. But the point is just strip down things to something simple, something minimalistic, and then go from there. In these instances, I'm a big fan of picking a training frequency per muscle group of three days a week. Pick three exercises for each muscle group in three different rep ranges. So a lower rep range with heavier weights, a medium rep range, and then some higher rep, more pump work. So for the chest, for instance, it could be some heavy benching, some medium rep range push-ups, and then some high rep flies. For the lats, it could be some heavy chin-ups, some medium rep range pull-downs, and then some high rep lat prayers. If you'd like me to, then by the next video, I could put out some uh, simple PDF or something, just some freebie uh, where I'm outlining all of this and I could give some sample protocols. Uh, let me know with a yes in the comment section if you'd like me to do that. But the point is just strip things down a little bit, push a hard reset on your mind, stop driving yourself so crazy with trying to optimize everything and then go from there. So to summarize things a little bit, because this video was going a little bit all over the place, how I'm applying all this principle for myself right now is for one, I understand that injury management and managing the health of your connective tissue, tendons and ligaments 
is a really critical component of making any training program work, but especially higher volume training programs. So a lot of the things that I'm doing in the gym are not super exciting. I'm training my chest more, for example, than I did before, but it's definitely not a lot of high volume, heavy bench pressing. I'm also training my lats more, but it's definitely not a lot more sets of heavy chin-ups. Same thing with the quads. It's not high volume, heavy squatting. So I understand that there is a trade-off there. I'm also understanding that probably what I'm doing right now is only going to be workable as long as I'm bulking and as long as my sleep is well managed. When I'm going to be doing a fat reduction phase again, probably I'm going to strip back my volume quite a bit over time. And I'm also understanding that this is only going to be workable as long as I'm able to dedicate sufficient effort to this higher volume training approach. If I'm just going to go through the motions and I'm going to grow sick of being in the gym so much, then I might as well just start out with a lower volume approach because quality will, at the end of the day, will still trump quantity in my opinion to some extent. So having a lower volume approach with a much more simplistic setup and dedicating your full attention and focus to each of the sets that you're doing is going to win out over just hammering yourself with a whole bunch of sets and just going through the motions and not really giving it sufficient effort. So hopefully this video was a good preamble before I go into discussing my actual training protocol and what exercises I'm doing and what kind of training split I have and how frequently I train a given muscle group and of course how many sets I'm doing for a given muscle group but that is going to be discussed next week. So hopefully this video was insightful, although I know that I'm being a bit of a tease by not going into my specific protocol just yet, but hopefully it was still useful to some extent. So if you liked the video, please drop a comment. Let me know if you'd like me to put out a little guide on how to modify your training volume over time and how to increase things if you're not sure whether you could be pushing things a little bit harder or to just summarize everything that I've said in this video, maybe go into how I done it for myself specifically and basically just compile everything that I'm going to be discussing in this two-parter. So let me know if you'd like me to do that. Otherwise, just like the video. Uh, if you're new to the channel, subscribe. This Saturday, Mike Isratel and Menno are going to be debating carbs and keto diets on this channel, which is going to be pretty sweet. It's gonna be an epic battle. A lot of sh shouting and violence and crying, tears and blood and other body fluids. So anyway, not really being funny anymore. I'm gonna hit the weights now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.